Hello everyone, this episode of Talk and Pop for the Cultured is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster or existing broadcaster like ourselves, looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. That's poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or simply to gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. That is poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Now, let's get on to the show. Sponsorship for the podcast. It's brought to you by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN, you're probably wondering what is a VPN. Before we get into it, just to let you know, especially if you want to watch culture content and you figure your ISP is not going to find out what you're doing or your family members aren't knowing what they're doing, you think Incognito Mode is going to save you? Guess what? It's not going to save you. That's where ExpressVPN comes in. ExpressVPN is a virtual private network, a VPN can create a secure tunnel between your device and internet. It pretty much means it hides your information from hackers, your ISP, and the government. Pretty much, especially if you try to go to a public Wi-Fi, if you did not have ExpressVPN, this is what happens. A hacker can connect to that same unencrypted Wi-Fi network and can steal your personal information. By having ExpressVPN, it'll help encrypt your internet connection using the highest standards of encryption currently available. It will take a hacker with a superior billions of years to crack. That means when you're traveling, as long as you have ExpressVPN, you turn it on. If you got to use a public Wi-Fi at an airport, hotel, coffee shop, by having that, you are perfectly secure. So why I love to use ExpressVPN is because for the podcast, especially a pop culture section one like ourselves, I want to study content. And unfortunately, my streaming service, for example, Netflix has certain content that's geo-blocked. For example, I want to see Studio Ghibli on Netflix. Unfortunately, Netflix USA does not carry it. Lucky for me, I have ExpressVPN. All I have to do is click on ExpressVPN on my laptop, switch my location from where I'm living at, which is in the U.S., to Toronto, Canada, type in Spirit Away, refresh my browser, type in Spirit Away, and voila! Now I get access to the movie Spirit Away, but I also get access to Studio Ghibli's whole library on Netflix. It doesn't work just on Netflix. It works on many streaming services as well, so that way you can enjoy content that's usually blocked by geolocation. So pretty much, ExpressVPN, what makes it the best? Well, ExpressVPN offers the fastest speeds. ExpressVPN invests in only in premium servers, making it consistently faster than any VPN provider. 24-7 customer support. Live chat means your questions will be answered within seconds, not hours. It's easy to use. You can use it on your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, your game console, your smart TV to protect your stuff. Because you're not knowing, if not having a VPN, you know what happens? Pretty much your ISP service provider pretty much can sell your data to advertisers, government officials, and companies. So by having a VPN... They put a stop by encrypting all your data and hiding your location. And guess what? For right now, for listeners and viewers of Talking Pop for the Culture, you can get three months 
for free, a free trial of three months by clicking on expressvpn.com slash talk pop. That's expressvpn talk pop. You click on there, you get three months for free for trying out of ExpressVPN. And guess what? They're the number one top rated VPN provider, rated number one by CNET, The Verge, Wire, TechRadar, and many more. Also rated 9.5 out of 10 based on 3,131 reviews on TrustFund. I enjoy ExpressVPN, and you guys should enjoy it as well. Just make sure to click on the link in the description below, which is expressvpn.com slash talkpop to save yourself three months for free. That's a three-month three months free trial. And you can look at the prices that works in a plan just for you. So go ahead, enjoy ExpressVPN just as much as I enjoy ExpressVPN. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to an edition of Talking Pop for the Culture, a pop culture podcast. I'm your host, the franchise. Of course, joining me is my co-host, Biko. Hello. Okay, we're going to continue our conversation we had a few weeks back that we had, like, we went over, like, all the Comic-Con stuff, and we were running out of time, and we wanted to talk about the Marvel, like, the next two phases, what Marvel has planned for, like, TV shows. And films moving forward. So I just pulled up like an article about it. So I pretty much um, pulled it up. What the basically what the list is going to be um, going forward for the two phases. Um, so basically, phase four is ending this year with um, right now currently She-Hulk is airing right now on Disney Plus, and I'm actually enjoying it. It's like I think it's going to run for like six episodes, but it's coming out every Thursday. I am actually enjoying it. I kind of like the show. Kind of like that she breaks the fourth wall. Jeff Walters breaks the fourth wall. It's not like a lawyer drama, but of course, I had to have Bruce in there a little bit. Yeah. I like for the fact that it's like her coming to terms, like, you know, dealing with, you know, turning into a Hulk and how her family feels about it. And, you know, she just wants to be a lawyer, just a regular lawyer, you know, do her job and all that stuff. And of course, you got Superhuman Society up appearing and. You know, and she gets, you know, has to deal with that. And I like for the fact that the title is called She-Hulk, Attorney of Law. Just give her to the name. She is an attorney. You read the comics, she was an attorney. She's Bruce Banner's cousin. So I kind of like how they were able to do her origin a little bit. And the mm-hmm. whole, like, the timeline and stuff. So it's like probably around Endgame and I think a little bit of before Shang-Chi. A little bit around that time frame. But definitely check it out. So far, it's two episodes out. Make sure you watch the credits because there are some, like, post-credit scenes or mid-credit scenes. Um, and like I said, I enjoyed it so far. I'm loving it, so I'll probably give a full like, review once the whole thing. But my first impression of it, I enjoy The actor is great. I like the actress who plays um, She-Hulk. She's doing a phenomenal job. <laughs> I like how she does the fourth wall. Kind of reminds me of Deadpool a little bit. Because she's like talking with the audience and stuff. So I kind of like that. Gives a little like spin on the Marvelverse. It's like each Marvel show that comes on Disney Plus tries to pretty much give their own identity. And not follow the same traditional format as the films. Mm-hmm. But having a TV show kind of makes it easier for character development. While you're watching the film, <laughs> it's not much of a character character development. 
and it's like they have to rush it. At least for these TV shows, it, it kind of builds. Yeah, like they get. And that's the thing. Well, I was gonna say I haven't seen any of the newer. I haven't seen basically anything Marvel-esque since Endgame, um, and it's not like an. It probably it, there's a little bit of an intentional holdout for me, but. Uh, but didn't you seeing... see Spider-Man though? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. With the exception of Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, we saw Spider-Man, dude. I'm yeah, like... well, I'm sorry. Like, with the exception, yeah, I mean, people are going to separate these phases because it's going to, we we've seen that it's been successful. These past, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to side, I'm not going to, I don't want to say side, but I'm going to sit in the devil seat advocate of people who don't like superhero movies for a second. Um, For the past decade and a half, we've gotten, the majority of successful things, i.e., I know there's a lot of factors that determine success in Hollywood, but I'm gonna focus on the one that really matters, and that's financials. Mm-hmm. We've had superhero movies for the past decade and a half plus from Marvel that have succeeded. DC's given us movies too financially; they're successful because it puts asses in the seats. But crit- critic-wise, it's not successful. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not hating on DC. I'm just telling you the reality of the game. Now. With Marvel, after Endgame, I'm not going to say I fizzled out or, like, I just, I'm saying I was fulfilled enough at the point to where it's, like, I was good with Marvel taking their time with certain properties and really curating it in certain characters. And I'm saying this, and the reason why I preempted by saying I didn't watch a lot of the newer Marvel iterations into Phase 4, like you mentioned, with the exception of Spider-Man, because Spider-Man's my OG guy, but Mm -hmm. everybody else... Being a Marvel fan for the for a long time now, and seeing all these characters getting their chances on the big screen, I'm gonna be honest with you. They're medio- Marvel's been pretty mediocre with a couple of these characters, and it's and I think it's it could just be creative. It could be creative laziness. I'm not saying the people who put in their efforts into making these things are lazy. I mean, they're given movie budgets so within themselves. Yes. That's why I did like a fact of fact that these shows versus yes. Agents of Shield. At least with these they're shows, using the money they're giving the money that. budget. They were giving yeah. the movie budget, so it's like it t- kind of helps they're not being pressured. Right, and and, w- and with that being said, I guess what I'm trying to say is they've already proven the the model works. Mm-hmm. They've proven that they're getting more attention. Um, and I'm gonna refer to this reference in a bit, or this that I read today. But like, nonetheless, with doing with another intellectual property from another company, but as when it comes to Marvel, like. You said She-Hulk. I, I like that the actor who plays She-Hulk because I like I liked her a lot in Orphan Black. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent show if anybody's never seen it. Excellent show. Anyways, uh, she was wearing that. As soon as I saw that she was picked as the cast for Hulk and the way they were playing out some trailers, I saw the clip of it. Great. I was like, oh, this is perfect. She's just the, exactly what they need for her because she's got that witness. She's good at playing, I guess, two, two hats in, in ways. And yeah. it's the first time being in, I guess, in the Marvel world and then she's doing a great job at it. Um, from what I've seen, and like you said, you like how they added her being the attorney, and then her balancing being She-Hulk and her new power, balancing her relationship with Bruce, and all this stuff, all in one. They're giving they. I think that's what Marvel does well is when they kind of make it re- relative to a human level of, mm-hmm. of living, and they show you the wackiness and the and for lack of a better term, I can't think of. The aesthetic of what comics bring you into that world when you get introduced for the first time. I think time. what it is, they did with, a good job I mean, with, like bringing humor to it. I think it, like, thanks to Tiger Woods City, what he did with Ragnarok, how he was like, <sighs> yeah. Thor cannot be like Shakespearean type of what Kevin Branagh gave us for like 
the first Thor movie yeah. and the second movie. Just bringing Taika to who usually likes to think, you know, try to get the audience glued to see what's adding humor and give like Thor not being like a Shakespearean type of a, a character, a one dimensional character to say, hey, there could be some humor in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It kind of changed it now. Like now the shows are trying to give some kind of aesthetic. Like I said, these shows try to give a different personality. Like I seen Hawkeye and, and I enjoyed Hawkeye. How far it were, how it was, how they did with Jimmy Renner. And Haley Stanfield with SK Bishop. I enjoyed it. You know, they brought back, you know, Wilson Fisk. For spoilers, if you haven't seen it, they brought back Wilson Fisk. They brought Vince Norfield back as Wilson Fisk. So they're slowly <clears throat> bringing back characters that are bringing back that, you know, they had to wait for that Netflix deal to expire. That's why they got all those shows back. But it looks like they're slowly bringing the, some of those characters in and trying to reintegrate them back in the universe with the whole multiverse theory that was introduced in Spider-Man Far From Home. And later exploring Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, it kind of gives you that opportunity to bring these characters in. Or slowly, like, edging them in. Because the whole thing with She-Hulk 2 is also teasing. You see that trailer was teasing Daredevil, and he's wearing the yellow and brown, which is a callback to when he first debuted in Marvel Comics. He debuted, he didn't have the red, he was yellow and brown. That was his suit. And they sold that with Spider-Man, you know, um, No Way Home. Yeah, I mean, and but, they introduced you know Matt Murdock, right? But and, and that and look, and I'm gonna and I'll bring it up again. Mm-hmm. So like, and it, okay, you brought up Matt Murdock. They're they're giving us again Daredevil, a, a new home for Daredevil. We'll say it's still not really new, but it is, and they're bringing it back. Disney's not stupid. They no. saw they saw that how DC Water Birds was trying to rush job at. No, well, hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that they saw that they had two characters they left hanging on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They had two strong characters in Daredevil and Punisher, and they left hanging on Netflix. They saw Daredevil works better than Punisher. This is why they haven't said anything about Punisher yet, which I know they'll bring him back. They will, because they just, they'll bring him back. With the in, new, in like, form. emblem, yeah. yeah. The Defenders. So by bringing them back, to, sure. you're surely going to build the Defenders again. Sure. What I'm saying is they left it hanging just like Disney tends to do with a lot of stuff when they stretch too far, just like Star Wars has been left hanging for a while now. Yes, they gave us they're giving us shows. It's still left hanging. Movie wise, it's left hanging still. What I'm saying, Disney is spraying themselves way too thin. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is it's very it's a very dangerous precedent for them to set creative wise when they're only trying in certain shows. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I'm coming at this as not seeing it, and just and you know how much I hate trailers. But trailers do say a lot if you pay attention, because they are showing they're editing what the best parts that they feel describes their story to get you in. Right? They're mm-hmm. only going to show you the good parts. But then you start watching some of these shows, and what did you think? Some of it could be a little better or a little mediocre, given the amount of time we've been invested in these characters and. Like Hawkeye, who took forever, gave us a mediocre show, and now it's... I haven't seen Moon Knight or Miss Marvel, and I can't really give my opinions on those, but they look appealing shows, but the problem is I'm not too familiar with the characters. That's fine, but, like, that's what I mean. It's like, they make these... They bring us these characters to introduce, and, Mm -hmm. and like you said... I haven't seen Eternals either, so that's another film I haven't seen. and and that's fine, but, like, what I'm saying is you you gotta see this with the lens of being a fan for X amount of years seeing this stuff and I guess what I'm trying to get you out of your head is to seeing this stuff is like I want you to be a little more critical on their stuff because mm-hmm. what I'm saying is yeah they'll give us a She-Hulk that's good and then they'll give us a Moon Knight Hawkeye and this other thing that's just kind of mediocre and whack and then it kind of falls on the wayside 
And then you got the hardcore fans who are like, Ooh, what, are we going to do something that ties in with this? Like, what's going on? And that's what I don't like because you can't do that. Leave the movie thing hanging and they'll tell you, oh, in 10 years it's going to look better. Just wait. Sure. Like, that's fine. But I'm like, I don't like the mediocrity, the mediocrity from a company that has all the money to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've given them the money to do it. They got Disney in the back because they know they're not going to let that fall either. So what's the excuse is what I'm saying. Yeah, they have this plan by Kevin Feige, whatever. Dude's not alone in this, but he's not going to be running that company forever. Somebody's got to pick that up. And if they're going to follow the Feige way of doing things, I'm sorry, man, but I would love to see Kang. I would love to see Galactus on the screen, but they're not going to do it. They're just not. Because we... They're just not. It's... And, like... Because, like, if they can't get the TV thing down, right? And the movies are going to be somewhat better, but... Like you said in yourself, you got Taiko Watiti doing Thor until the third one. And in this third, last one, let's be honest, I never seen it, but it got critically panned pretty bad. I know it's going to come out to Disney Plus September, mm-hmm. so you got to take a chance. Yeah, I'll know, watch it. Just to um, see how what you think about it. I, and that's and I'm not knocking the director. I, I like his other stuff, and, and I liked Ragnarok for what it was. But, like, obviously, seeing the reviews of God of uh, Love, Love and Thunder, Thunder yeah. and, and how. A lot of people didn't like where he took it, considering they brought Natalie Portman back, which she didn't want to be there anyways, and then they paid her a bunch of money to bring her back just so we can tie the character better? That's whack. You did so well building up uh, Valkyrie's character and all these other characters you could have used and gave us another fun ride like you did with Ragnarok that could have still had the humor, like you said, he does best to bring a different side of Thor. And that's cute and all, but dude... What are, what's the one what's probably the one reason nobody wants to admit but they all know why they go see these Thor movies too women will answer this Chris Hemsworth yes <laughs> gay people will answer and say yes dudes will go out there and say yes because they want to look like that man and he happens to act very well he looks good and he does the job well mm-hmm. but dude I'm like it, I, I like the humor and whatnot, but it's still Thor, dude. And Thor in the comics and Thor in the movies, I know people are like, oh, if you don't like it, then just read the comics. No, 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 it's not about that. There's still got to be respect shown to the source material yeah. than what you're doing. Just like the Lord of the Rings, it's going to look cool and stuff, and then you're going to get the action. Once it goes over, then you're going to get people who are a little angry that they're taking a little bit of liberties with Tolkien's universe. That's fine. I'm just saying respect what you're getting the source material from, and a lot of these companies aren't doing it just because they want to get a buck. And I'm, I guess what I'm saying is get people need to build better standards when it comes to entertainment, especially with properties being used again and again, over and over, getting sucked dry. Like you said, the turtles. Now, we love the turtles for everything that they do, and the people who do make these things, for the most part, do show some passion and some love behind the turtles. And that's on Nickelodeon. And you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. Nickelodeon who owns the. Yes, yeah. we never thought that would happen, but they're doing it, and they're still continuing to give. Yeah, I haven't seen the, Yeah, I have not yeah. seen Rise of the Ninja Turtles. I know I haven't seen the cartoon. I haven't seen the show. I mean, I do want to see it because I, I mean, I heard some good things about the film they released on Netflix because they have that deal with Netflix. Yeah, and I still got to watch the cartoon itself as well because I mean, I think I don't know because I was one of those people that got turned away by designs, but then Rob Paulson, who we saw at C2E2, now he's the yeah. director, the voice director, his first time doing a voice director role and directing this new cast for the turtles i mean yeah they tried they made the turtles all different you know different species of turtles i was kind of like it's it's, sure. its own signature trademark and yeah 
it like kind of like April's design, but it's like I have to give them another chance because they went back from like the CGI 2012 series, which I enjoyed as well because that was like a love letter by the showrunners for like the classic series and the comics growing up and going back to 2D again. It's like going back to like 2D animation. And then, of course, we got Seth Rogen who's producing and writing the Turtles movie that's scheduled for next year. We'll yeah. see how that goes. I know he released the first logo yeah, for the film, know. so we'll see how that goes. This is supposed to be animated, so we'll see how that fits in plays out in the, in the Turtleverse. But that's something like that. Like you said, it's something they have to like pay homage to the source yeah, material. Yeah, like, they, as they should. And, like, I... I and I'm a stickler with this shit because, like, I genuinely like, especially when it comes to art and this stuff. Like, when people, what I've seen over like the past decade with social media being such a big thing and all that stuff, a lot of people and in a lot of these companies that get away with mediocre art and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what I'm saying is, like, when you have all the money, what are you doing it for at the end of the day now? And I think, like, once we, I think, like, we've lost that. Like people want to see the authenticity that's shown with these properties. Yeah. And like I said, at least when, if you can stick to the Marvel thing, like I've read per- earlier today that Game of Thrones, the second episode of uh, The House of Dragons. Yeah. Like they got, they gained 2 million more followers, uh, or 1 point something. They got 10.2 million viewership that for the second episode. Mm-hmm. About a million plus over from the previous of 9 point something. Think about that. And this is. I guess you could say a prequel to It's like, like a hundreds saw, and hundreds a year. Even after that terrible last season. And people are, so that shows you like, hey, you can we can still be interested, but you gotta give you gotta give us something. Otherwise what are we doing? And that's what I'm saying with Marvel is that you can't do these runs and runs. Like you said, when they really buckle down, focus on the character, show it some love, and then make it palatable, it's a hit. It's a hit. And frankly, I don't know. For like the amount of the, she- the shit that She-Hulk was getting, it seemed like it was entertaining enough that they are giving you a character that's worth exploring. They're giving you a side of the Hulk that is worth exploring, a different side of them that we didn't get in Endgame. You're giving, you're giving. They're trying, but then they don't show that same love towards, like you said, a character like Moon Knight, a character who has been along for a while, for the ride for a bit, Hawkeye. Like we don't, we don't need movies ten years after the character's basically been written off. What are we doing? Black Widow, like, that didn't do good because we all know why. Mm-hmm. Too late, man. That ship's been sailed. And I'm just saying, I'm that person who's willing to say it, like, willing to call it out. Even, like, the people who've done it best, even they'll receive their shit, too, at the end of the day. Man, Michael Jordan played for the Wizards. <laughs> so, people think that didn't happen, but it did. So, at the end of the day, what I'm saying is, like, with Marvel, like, with, with the, from what I've seen from She-Hulk, when they do take the time to do a good to get us back to the big screen is when they like you gotta win us over. So, since you've seen the show, what do you think is the weak point? Because it's we're ending phase four; they're launching all these well, again. We still got Wakanda Forever. That's the next yeah, that's Black Panther film, which I'm really excited for. For the fact yeah. that good. how they're gonna pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman's character, mm-hmm. and at the same time passing the torch to obviously. The sister Shuri, uh, who a lot of people are running for, we don't, we don't know, know yet. yet. But that's my my thing is she's gonna be nice, my man. And I like for fact they're introducing Namor, yeah, who's been around for a long time. I like for fact he's coming from like, an, they, I like for the fact they took that character instead of doing all Atlantis just to be like we're not yeah. gonna do I like that they took that character from a different direction, and like based it off like ancient Aztec culture. 
Yeah. That's why I did like it. I mean, they got, we got a Mexican actor who's going to take on the role of Namor, which I do like. And the fact that they're paying, like, he's a submariner. That's Namor. And like I said, they pay homage. Like, they have, like, you know, there's been tension between, you know, back in the comics, you read the comics, there's tension between Namor and T'Challa yeah, back then. Character. He fucks with a lot he was of an anti hero. He was an anti hero. Yeah. I mean, Fantastic Four, Spot. He's fucked with a lot of characters in the, in the Marvel world. So it's like, and maybe this is a smart way for them to do it is to introduce them in a bigger property, like introduce this type of character slash uh, anti uh, hero. Yeah, I'll say, yeah. Just like people loved Black Panther and Killmonger. People love those performances. And especially to bring it back, like if you're going to do it, use these bigger properties to introduce this into these newer kids. Because like, like people are going to fuck with it. They're it's like the show What If, that Marvel What If, I do sure, enjoy yeah. it. And I like, I like for the fact with that, and coming back with another season of it. I like that they're doing that because it's like a what if did this person survive yeah. or what if that person survive because it gives you an interpretation idea like what, what if you know like what if you know what that's if? What... yeah and it's like it, but those things always happen in the comics and I think those are ways to kind of get the general audience to go into your ecosystem of Marvel mm-hmm. just how easily that's just how they spent the years doing it in the on, on a page and now they've they've shown that they were successful doing it in the box office and they can continue to do that. And right now they're they're living off the highs of what Star Wars lived off of in the seventies and the eighties, mm-hmm. and they're doing and they're living in their heyday right now. But I guarantee you, ten more years down the line, it's gonna, it might get that treatment like the Phantom Menace got in Star Wars, where it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I'm telling you, dude, it could happen. And these are characters from like the fucking twenties, like you know what I mean. So it's like, just how we've seen time and time again with Batman, they can. We've gotten bad Batmans, we've gotten good Batmans, but we still get Batmans, right? Just, even with Spider-Man, that, this shit's going to continue to happen. And, and, like, now that they see, now that the elites, see, or at least the Hollywood elites see that making a movie isn't as, is pretty lucrative these days, mm-hmm. um, that, unfortunately, creativity is going to suffer because of that, guys. And things are going to get planned, and entertainment's going to get planned. And, unfortunately, the only people we have to blame is ourselves. Yeah. Because we we pay for this mediocrity, and this is where like I'm not gonna lie, we pay to go see these things. So if yeah, we're supporting that, but at the end of the day, it's like I guess I'm not blind to not calling it out when it's kind of shitty, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's like it's like right now with the whole Water Brothers um, Discovery, how they're going yeah. with content cutting and yeah, cleaning trying, house. Yeah, they're cleaning house or cutting content and stuff that like the Batgirl film got can. You know it's almost done. It's almost done. They were going to do a Batman show called Batman Cape Crusader that got banned. Now they're other, trying to ship it to other streaming services. Mm-hmm. And like the shows like Titans, who just had a recent season coming out on HBO Max. Harley Quinn's in his third season. You know, Doom Patrol and all that stuff. Those shows could yeah, be on the yeah. bubble. Like All Elite Wrestling, their contract is up next year. And they have an option for a second year. Same thing, too. With Warner Bros. Discovery, if they want to keep going on with TV. As or well. go somewhere and go or go somewhere else you know and yeah. that's that's dangerous for their um profit that's what happens when these like media conglomerates that's why it's when these media conglomerates got like merged because then there's like a lot of changes like structure change and then i know they're looking the for bigger a, fish is the one who calls that's them. what they're right now they're trying to look for somebody else to take over like dc entertainment right now looking for a new head they need everyone anybody who's the executives at dc's uh the you know the the cinematic universe is like they need to get canned every single one of them and just get people who actually are creative Honestly, dude, those movies suck. I don't care what anybody said. They look nice. They're very nicely boxed bullshit candy. Very nicely boxed. 
And I'm the person who sat through fucking Batman versus Superman, that terrible-ass movie. I watched a director's cut with some friends of mine, that terrible-ass director's cut, the director's cut, and I've seen the, uns- the Snyder Cut bullshit. It doesn't... Yeah, it makes the Batman arc seem better, but it's it's still a lot of just... Zack Snyder's good at giving you an action movie, but mm-hmm. take out the movie part. Mm. It looks cool, but it's still a box of shit. So... And and you mentioned Seth Rogen earlier. Man, this is like my hot take thing. But like you mentioned <laughs> Seth Rogen earlier, taking writing the thing for the movies for Ninja Turtle. But think about it, he does not really like he and Evan Gilbert did a good job with the boys. Why do you think of the boys? Uh, I know I haven't seen the last yeah, two seasons yeah, yet. But... That show's great. That show's great. And like it's 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 challenging the, the idea of what what it would really be like if we lived with superheroes in our world. And they're not and, and and being they're, held a combo for the actions. Yeah, that's perfect. And and they're doing a good job of it being on Amazon, whatever. Um, and it's Seth Rogen bringing his his sense of humor into it and i think it's good when he when he's able to write mm-hmm. i'm not much i'm not a fan of his acting i i love when he writes stuff and it somehow works like too bad works i i love that movie like mm-hmm. there's certain things i like he's hit or miss for me so like mm-hmm. but when he writes i feel a little better about that than when he does if he was acting in something Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because I was like, I didn't get the charm. Just like I don't get the Will Ferrell charm, but like, yeah, it is what it is. But like you mentioned before, like man, they, Warner Brothers is the place that they're just keep, they're catching flack from everywhere. They got the Ezra Miller situations that's still shit. You, they, they have a lot of explaining to do and a lot of decisions to make. That damn, man, I don't know. And like and like, they're. They're ones who are like they take a lot of time making these things and they end up sucking. So there's. Isn't that that's weird that there's two examples of companies that are kind of in the same thing and they're showing you what a quick rush product could be and what a product that you rely on the same guy doing it for years and doesn't really give you a new thing. Yeah. And they end up just being kind of crappy. I mean, wasn't there another Aquaman movie supposed to come out? Yeah, they're doing another Aquaman. I think he, I think he's gonna bring back fucking some uh, somebody else. I'm guessing, like. Yeah. With the whole Amber Heard thing and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's too. like they, it's like they it's, have all these like weird distractions and shit. Yeah, it's like they get critiques for all the wrong reasons. You know, it's <laughs> like the actual and it's weird that people become disillusioned, like very like in denial when it comes to this when they release the products. I'm like, is anybody watching the same movie that I am? Like it's just ridiculous, man. So in, all right. yeah, I don't know. Alright, so I'm gonna show you like I'm gonna go down a list of what they got planned. Then oh, you show yeah. Comic Con for Phase Five and Phase Six. Okay. Um, basically, that like these phases, like Phase Four is ending, but they basically like what the media is calling is like the multiverse saga. I'm guessing the way they're calling this was oh, yeah. the, the introduction. It's a good name. So Phase Five, which comes out starts next year, is going to open up on February seventeenth, twenty twenty three, with Ant Man the Wasp: Quantum Mania. It's pretty much a follow up to you know Ant Man. Yeah. And we'll introduce Kane the Conqueror. Okay. Good. All right. And apparently, Bill Murray has been added to the film in an undisclosed role. We don't know what that role is going to be, but um, Jonathan Majors, who was in Loki, is gonna be who played a variant of, of of Kang, who was like one of the time, like timekeepers or something, uh, the good version. So he's gonna be there. Jonathan Majors this time, Kang is the other variant. That's how you're introducing that Kang's the variant. Yeah, man. I don't. I, I know they show a small clip mm-hmm. at Comic Con, but what you're it's Quantum Mania, so. I'm in the loss. I know they did a recasting for Ant Man's daughter because it's not the same daughter that, yeah, that appeared. In, well, she is older in Endgame, but it's a different actress that's taking over. Yeah. 
So it might introduce her probably uh, wearing a suit, working alongside Wasp and Ant-Man. So, and also it's going to introduce Kane the Conqueror. Okay. Yeah. It'll probably be a lighthearted, fun action movie that we... Paul Rudd. I mean, the ageless yeah, Paul Rudd. Well, that's what they got to do, you know? They got to they, they, they stick to their strong ones. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna, and it's close to your birthday, Beagle, so that's why like it's really, oh. really close. And then spring 2023, there's like no like official date, but it's around that time. Um, it's not going to be on Disney+. Plus. So Secret Invasion. Oh, nice. It's a TV show. It's a new series featuring characters of first man Captain Marvel. So Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as the skull, as the scroll Talos. Expect shifting scrolls to infiltrate Earth. So it's going to be like that show, how they infiltrate and stuff. Remember, this is the good version of the scrolls. This is the good like sect. Yeah. Because remember, there's two. Remember, they explained there was like two sects of the scrolls. So this is the good sect that's working with Nick Fury. If you remember, I forgot what, what post credit scene he came out. It was in Far From Home. Uh, yeah. How he's on that ship. So it's probably explaining how he got there and how Nick Fury got there and what their plans are. Or maybe the scrolls are maybe doing some espionage or just seeing how the population is doing. Probably. Yeah. So it'll be good to see, and we'll probably look at more of the scrolls' history that we got a little bit at if you watch Captain Marvel. We got introduced to the scrolls at first, you know, we thought they were evil, but apparently there's it's a division of a certain type of scrolls made they're looking for like the evil version or something. Yeah. Good. I'm looking for that that schedule for Disney Plus. Um next one to that, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um it'll be uh. coming out May fifth, twenty twenty three. James Gunn basically's last, you know, hooray yeah. into yeah. I know he's gonna work on Peacemaker too. I still gotta finish Peacemaker, it's a really good show, definitely check it out. Um one of the starriest ensemble action movies featuring Chris Pratt. Sly Stallone's going to be in there. Remember, he was one of the Ravengers. Yeah. Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Will Poulter playing Adam Warlock. Um, we'll, we'll see the game of United Defend the Universe. And then James Gunn did say this is going to be the last time you're going to see that lineup. Of, no, that lineup of the Guardians. Yeah, it could change. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on this of James Gunn possibly last foray into the Marvel Universe? That's good. Yeah. But I know he's done a good job with the first two films. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah but you can't overstay your welcome. This is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Keep the strong, keep the strong films to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, let him get his third one in, and let them do something else with the, the 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 arc of it because it's gonna get to a point where it's gonna be hard for them to wrap up everything nice and tightly. And they're trying to make it seem like that because they think after ten years they did it well, and they did, but. Another 10 years, and you can guarantee that same success. It's going to be very difficult. And to tie everything up nicely, wouldn't make sense. To, this guy answered the question, where's Gamora? Yeah, and then, right. But like, I remember, this is a Gamora that was a version that... Yeah. Is that the same Gamora that we saw before? Basically? Yeah, and but that's what I mean. It's like, they're going to start... They're going to write themselves into fucking brick walls. They're going to, and it's going to be too much to keep it contained nice and tightly to have multiple universes working Kindly. I'm not saying it's a, it can't be done, but it's not easy. So, like, with them to, with them to, to make another movie after the third one would be kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way I see it would be dumb. So, like, keeping James Gunn on for the third one makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why not? Let him finish it out. He's done well the last two. Let him finish it out strong. Um, and then do something else with the characters or make something else with the actors. Okay, next one. Summer 2023 Disney Plus show. Echo. It's a spinoff from Hawkeye featuring Aliqua Cox and the Lee Road. Tells the origin story of Echo, also known as uh, Maya Lopez. Remember, have you seen Hawkeye? Yeah. The first character that does sign language, she's the first um, character. Oh, okay. Well, 
but yeah, I, I get it. It's it's good. It's, it's from a representation standpoint, I think it's good, important to show characters like that with disabilities in, in, a, in a superhero role. And, and it's never. And it's good to see her so, origin. Yeah. Because, I mean, she was just in the show, but it's good to see how she. Yeah, yeah. Well, because so people can understand like, her yeah. how she got involved in shady shit. And if it seems like, and it seems like they want to use her for more stuff later in, in the whole arc of, of the universe, multiverse thing, then it makes sense to keep those. Like I get when they want to prop them up on TV shows, it just sometimes doesn't work well. Compared, in film, yeah, it doesn't work well in film. So when they do it on TV, it does make it because, like I said, you get it more makes character it development better for development. Yeah. Character development—that's what I, that's the key thing. Character because development. you gotta give them, you gotta get the audience a reason to hate them right away. Or in, like on the movie, like you with that. But for me, like calling back to like Infinity War and Game, it's like with Thanos. Like you want to hate him because he's been portrayed, but if you look about it, you kind of sympathize with what he, reason why he did this. Oh, because he had a point. He had a, some kind of he point. Had a point. <laughs> to bring balance, basically. Well, he had a very logical and rational point to it. I don't care anybody says it wasn't. It was. <laughs> You're crazy, you It's like no, I'm not anti-human. It's We're just, not, but you have to understand truth, what God. he what he meant, yeah. what he came from, and stuff. And what and he's seen what it could do, what 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 inevitable and then what inevitability it is. And he saw how it was an endgame, yeah. like the beginning when at it's the beginning of the inevitable. film, where he's like, "I did my thing, I'm done." Yeah, it was and, gonna happen. Yeah. So he he showed no, he showed you exactly who he was the minute on the screen. So that's why I was just like, mm-hmm. they they knew how to do it in a two and a half hour movie. And they did it well, but like, like I said, when you kind of when you do on a TV show, you do get more time in the sake of, of development, the, yeah. developing the character. But man, it's just like I don't want them to sacrifice that every time. And then on the movies, we get these weak ass antagonists, like we have in Doctor Strange, which we have in the the first two Iron Mans, mm-hmm. uh, the Hulk. I mean, Abomination is crazy, but like, we but got the two way I like. Of him. But I like for a fact, um, I I don't want to spoil the second no. episode she called, but we do see a better version of Abomination. Sure, you can if you want. Oh. It actually looks more comic book. I mean, they brought Tim Roth back, which is great. I love it. Yeah, it's great. And they now he looks more comic accurate. Because I think he does come out in Shang-Chi for a little bit. Oh, yeah, that one too. See? Yeah. You got to watch Shang-Chi. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's really good. Um, so another show that's coming out around the same time as Echo, um, Loki Season 2. First Marvel show getting a second season. Um, series two of the hit Tom Middleton front of the show returns. They say right now there's nothing in the plot. This is, what, this is from Esquire, but they are filming in London right now, so maybe they're going to do some time fixing and stuff. I like for fact. What I liked about Loki was the whole because think about it, this was a character that was supposed to get killed off in Avengers, but some people love them, love the character so much they brought him back. The fans love Loki and they brought him back because if you do it well. And I could tell Tom Hiddleston loves that role. Yeah, he does. I mean, he does that role really oh, well. Yeah. I love him. He's great. Yeah, he's great. And I liked the show because they had a variant of Loki who's kind of... It's not Enchantress, but like a female variant of Loki. Right. That's yeah. what I did like about it's it. It's not Enchantress, though? No. Oh, that's cool. But it's a female variant of Loki because... Loki, yeah. But how there's the time, you know, patrol, like, they... They're watching, you know, they're always watching, like, the multiverse and stuff, the variants of time, time police, basically. Yeah. They had Owen Wilson in there, and it was really good, too, and his introduction into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't wait to see what this season two is. I actually, when I, was, when I found out that they're making a second season, I'm like, yes, more Loki. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, like I said, they're, they, they're going to give 
they're going to give some continuation for the ones that are doing well. And, but that's what I don't like sometimes, man, is that, like, why do they, they do well in certain characters and the ones that they have to get out, people on board with, they kind of are mediocre with it, man. Where, like, you've got to give some punching power to the characters that aren't as well-known, like a Moon Knight or a, or a, a what's a Miss Marvel or, like, a, like an echo like you've got to give more punching power to these people if you want people to watch okay next one july 28 2023 the marvels it's a sequel to captain marvel and a continuation of miss marvel sure okay and it will star fresh meats brilliant zawe ashton as nefarious villain sure. um basically we're gonna see you know if, if you watch miss marvel we'll see captain marvel again if you saw wandavision we see a little bit of that as well you have to watch WandaVision a little bit because it kind of adds a little bit to the characters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because you'd be Larson back in <laughs> as, as, Mar- as Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Okay, I'm looking forward to that as well. And like I said, I got to watch Miss Marvel because I like that. They, they said the actress did a really good job as Kamala Khan, so I definitely need to see that show when I get a chance after I finish She Hulk. <laughs> um, but I like for Disney Plus right now, they're putting all. They pretty much put all the shows in the one shots and the films all in chronological order. Oh, okay. Not yeah. release order, but actually. So you can, yeah. The only thing you have to add, yet uh, if you go online, there's a list that kind of ties to it. That has like the Incredible Hulk movie and the Spider-Man films, the three Spider-Man films Jesus in that Hulk Christ. movie. Uh, yeah, that's, that'd be but the funny job. thing is, um, she, uh, I want to spoil She-Hulk episode two. Kind of talks about that's that. That's fine. There's a callback to that movie. They kind of dig at that movie, but they mention the movie, like the, the stuff Ang that Lee, happened. The Ang Lee one or the... No, not the Ang Lee, the one that uh, Evan Norton. Oh, okay. Yeah. do call back, you know, but because character Tim Roth, they make a callback to it. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, even that one wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I think it's just that time when Evan Norton didn't want to be typecast or. Yeah, I mean, could you blame him? Yeah. He's done, a lot of, he's done a lot of fun indie films and stuff he's wanted to do since. So, like, all power to Edward Norton. But I've also heard notoriously that he's kind of a dick to work with. And I heard that too, that he wasn't that well. And I like they got Mark Ruffalo. I actually enjoy Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Yeah, he's... He brings that charm to the character of Bruce Banner. Oh, yeah. It's because... Yeah. I, Ruffalo's great in the Zodiac movie too. That's why I think I like every time I see him... I, the depth that he can bring to the Yeah, to the stuff. character, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think... He he was... Uh, what is it? He's better... A better... <laughs> A better Hulk to for the palette like for yeah. the general audience. I think. Yeah, I like it, especially right now with a small Hulk. It's kind of yeah, tough. you know. So like, it, it, okay, it, they gotta keep that one going. Okay. Um. Next, so um, November third, um, twenty twenty three, Blade, the film. So basically, he's a character. Remember, like a few years ago, they announced uh, Masha Ali as the character Blade, who also knows Eric Brooks, the Vampire Hunter. So I can't wait because it's a character who Masha Ali, great actor. Um. People forget he was in Luke Cage. Let's kind of see him yes, coming yeah, as being the title hero Blade. Yeah. So hopefully they, I'll be nice. It'd be cool. They had Wesley's nice come out and be like, the, like a be mentor. The time, have a mentor. <laughs> I kind of like it. If you watch what we do in the shadows, actually, <laughs> if that's a good show. It's on FX, but it's also on Hulu. Oh, uh, they did like a thing. This one scene, it was a vampire console. So they bring back all the vampires and they have Wesley Snipes, like calling in or doing a video chat through California. It's like, they're like, is that Wesley Snipes? Because remember, he technically yeah. he's a vampire because of Blade. It's Blade. <laughs> Blade, so that's kind of cool. But look forward to it. We get to see a Blade. Hopefully, they 
bring some kind of variant the Blade music theme song. That was the only thing I love was the theme song they used in that movie Blade. Oh, yeah, that's it's like that fall next year. Um, Ironheart will be introduced to Disney Plus. Um, apparently, um, she'll make some type of appearance like in um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. And it says now, uh, I guess we'll we'll see Ironheart there, so she, we could tell she'll probably be from Wakanda. Mm-hmm. She'll probably be like Shuri's like student or something. And it says here we get a first glimpse of Ironheart in a trailer for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Now, Riri Williams, played by Demi Thorne, is set to get her own spinoff series. So. You, the way, if you ever read Ironheart, it was like a character that Williams like was, I think she was like interning at Stark Industries, and then she becomes like Iron Man, like Iron Man kind of. Mm-hmm. And that time, like, I think Tony Stark, like, AI Essence was like her, basically her Jarvis, basically. Yeah. And she was like Ironheart after her character. So it'd be kind of cool to see, and apparently we're going to get her first glimpse of her in Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. And before it goes into Disney Plus for the show. The next one, winter of 2023, early, by December, January. I'm saying winter 2023 slash 24, so it could be here December, January. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Disney+. Plus. Agatha Harkness, if you remember seeing her in WandaVision, she was the antagonist, played by Catherine Hahn, was the undercard villain that we all love to hate in WandaVision. Though we will see her spawn a million memes, now the series will explore her past, her origin stories. That's kind of cool, they're taking the antagonist and giving them their own origin story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I guess. I, I did like, I did like the show. I mean, if you watch Final Fantasy, she did, she did a really good job as that technist. Yeah, I like the song, the number she does. It's just like I get that. Like it was Agatha all along. <laughs> it was like it was right. like it's it's really good show. I mean, she did a really phenomenal job as that technist. So yeah. Um, and then this is uh, I could add more. Um, uh, pretty much uh, there's still Phase Five still. Uh, spring of next year will be Daredevil Born Again, Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Disney managed to push this from Netflix, and now the Frank Miller comic has been given an upgrade. It will feature Charlie Cox and Vincent Arfield as Daredevil and Kingpin. Right. Yeah, that's going to be good. And I think that's why, if you watch She-Hulk, that's, you're going to get your first glimpse at the, how the Daredevil's going to look. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. And then um, May 3rd of next year, now two years, 2024, um, Captain America New World Order. So we'll see Sam Wilson and... Um, and uh, Bucky as uh, Winter Soldier and Captain America. If you watch Captain the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was a really good show, I enjoyed the whole. Di- it was like a buddy show with like the relationship between Sam and uh, Bucky. Yeah. And or and I like for the fact that show was a commentary on, you know, why can't a black man play Captain America? You know, it was the whole question. You know. And I kind of like it was like that social commentary of that show, and I kind of like you know Anthony Mackie. Playing Captain America now, and it says Julius Ona will be directing the the, the the movie. So it's supposed to be a sequel to the show itself. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. On then July 6, twenty twenty four, the Thunderbolts. Um, this is a brand new content crew. Of stars. you know this is what the Esquire says. They're a band of reformed supervillains found by Baron Simo, oh, who disguise themselves as yeah. heroes after the Avengers were killed. So I don't know if you read the comic books of Thunderbolts. No, no. But if you watch um, Captain Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, you see Baron Zemo come back. Yeah, okay. I like I like the character, the guy who plays yeah, Baron Zemo. He does, he does well. a good job. Yeah, I like them. I like, and then of course you got Sharon Carter in there too as well. Yeah. Who knows yeah. if she'll be part of the Thunderbolts too? 
But she was like almost like a shadow broker or something, and we watched um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Hey, okay. So they gotta expand more of the, the And then too. Phase Six so far. Then we have two things slated for Phase Six. Um, November eight, twenty twenty four. Um, Fantastic Four. Oh, sweet. So Space Year reboot. So it's like two more years from now. Yeah. Okay. So there's no word. The reason why um what's his name John Krasinski appeared as a variant Reed Richards was for the fans. That was the fan thing. Oh yeah. It's the piece of fans that were doing these. You know how fans do like these fan castings, like what if? Yeah. That's the reason why I heard why they brought him in. Just to just see. All just to piece the fans, just to see how you, he will look like. I thought he did a good job, yeah, so it'd be kind of cool. Right. Yeah. But if they're gonna go with a younger version of them, makes sense. Dude. Dude's in his forties. Yeah, so they're probably yeah. gonna get like an established. Should be tough. And then uh, there's one Easter egg in season two, uh, the episode two of um, She-Hulk. The X-Men are there because there's a. When she was looking at a newspaper thing on the internet, it said, um, Clawed Man in bar, Caught in Bar Fight. And who wears claws? Yeah. yeah. And then apparently, Miss uh, Miss Marvel, they actually used the word mutant. Oh, and Miss Marvel? The M word. Yeah, they finally introduced the M word. Before mm-hmm. they were just saying inhuman or superpowered. Yeah. They actually said the M word. So, mutant. And then remember, we saw Professor X. Oh yeah, that's right. We saw okay. Professor X, but the variant of Professor X. Remember, yeah. this is like a yeah. dimensional version. But I like the fact he was in the hover chair. I think he did that too for the fans too. And they had the the song. And then the let what they got the two Avenger team up movies. Oh yeah, it says May second, and so it'll be in the same year, but in twenty twenty five. So it won't be like a year, two, so gonna... three. They're gonna have two movies slated the same year, yeah. For the same year, it could change, but um, the first one's called Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, so we know yeah. Kang is gonna be the big bad. Yeah. Okay. And Avengers: Secret Wars, what everyone wanted the Secret Wars, like the multiverse. Yeah, that's what they wanted. Uh, so overall, what do you think of this like lineup that Marvel's bringing? Uh, this was all announced at Comic Con because they were showing like the, the yeah. slideshows and shit. That's um, they did the same shit. You know, the original, the original phases were coming out, um, and I remember the wacky shit they were po- they were posting on there when they announced Phase Three and Phase Four. We saw it, and a lot of that shit never came to fruition, obviously due to many factors. You know, you know, mm-hmm. we all know why contract disputes, legality stuff, COVID, COVID, case, case, things are gonna happen. That weren't gonna make it fiscally and financially successful for them to want to do this, uh, and we're kind of getting the same thing again, in a way. They're 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 giving you their outline for the next, we'll say four four years, give or take. Um, like three years. Yeah, the King thing and Secret Wars. Sure, they have to work towards something, and they. I think that's like, what these shows are gonna help build it up. Too. Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's gonna build it up the way they think it's gonna it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as it did only having the movies to help with that. Um, it's gonna it's it, it might I'm not saying it won't. It's gonna look a little different. It's probably gonna feel a little different mm-hmm. than we get from End War and Infinity War and in the first Avengers movie. I'll be sucks. I'll be forty years old. When yeah, this come like, out. it's gonna it, feel weird. It's gonna be weird, but that's. It's gonna be weird anyways, but what I guess like 
What I'm saying is like don't hold too much emphasis on what how it's gonna look like to get us the King Dynasty because I don't think they're gonna hold too hard on them. I think they might just stick with the Secret Wars. Uh, I'm not saying that they will do. I'm not the one who hates Marvel, so they could they could very. It much just depends it. how the writing is gonna be. In. Yeah, just like the collaboration where all the different directors yeah, are handling these projects to make that. Like, I think that's what it is too. It's just the whole collaboration yeah. between the directors, the so, writing teams. Apparently. Yeah. They said apparently they said somewhere that somebody's working in Marvel Studios that's in charge of watching the timeline. Sure, yeah. That's supposedly someone. Supposedly, whatever. They don't. I don't they care. Got they supposedly they do, someone in don't. charge or overseeing to make sure all these shows and these things follow the proper. No. Yeah. They. It's, basically, they hired someone so they don't write themselves into a brick wall, and so it has to make sense. To mm-hmm. So they got to wrap it up into a nice freaking superhero burrito, so we can so it makes sense and it goes down good. Mm-hmm. I just, it's like it's very lofty. It's very hefty what they're putting out there for us to get excited about. Uh, a lot of TV shows to help with the antagonists and develop their characters. I think that's good. Hopefully, it doesn't bite them on their ass for trying. Um, I'm leaning towards the way of some of these antagonists are going to make it, mm-hmm. and some of these shows might be a little mediocre for those. And I might sound pedantic because I'm kind of, I'm not going back on what I said that they're mediocre with some of these shows. They are mediocre. When it comes to antagonists, I hope that these shows are good to give the antagonist balance so it gets people to want to watch the movies when they come out in these properties for the superheroes to make that superhero look good. So, like, I don't want them to fuck that up. As much as I say they are mediocre, I I want them to be good because it only makes them look good as a whole to give us, to get us to the end of the Avengers movie again. So, and that's, just the that's whole, important. and plus to see what the curiosity, what that lineup is going to be based on what goes on with these films and these shows. Sure, yeah. that's what. That's why <laughs> it's like you can't now. You can't just do mediocre shit because it has to make sense. Yeah, it has to fall in. It has, it has to be to, decent. It has to make sense. You got sense. you got people in there now. You got to keep it inside the tornado. You got. I mean, honestly, in. the way the way Love and Thunder ended, it was like Thor will return, but we probably won't see Thor. Who knows how long? Probably until the Avengers team up. Yeah. Or maybe Loki season two. You never know. We cannot yeah. rule that out. Guardian three. We never ruled out. But I know Chris Hemsworth loves the character. He enjoys the character. And seeing with Tom Holland, who knows? Like with yeah. Spider Man stuff, that yeah, deal. Man. Because remember, it's still like a contract deal between Sony and Marvel. Because Dude, technically, yeah. Sony still owns the rights to Spider Man, yeah. like distribution rights and everything. Yeah, people forget it's a job for these people at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah they do. They do love acting. They do put passion into what they like. But it's just do, like but the it's commitment. Still, it's just the commitment. It's they a make. job still, man. It's a grind, just like anybody else does every day when they're working. Except the only reason, the only difference is these people get the the accolades and appreciation for the art form for what it is, and yeah. the other, I the other things that come along with being an entertainment in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But like, fuck. Like these are these are people who have to do strict regimens of fitness, eating, everything, acting. Like it's a lot, man. They're on sale time, so they're yeah, they made a lot of money, but there's a lot of sacrifice. So like, what? If, that's why I say like they got to do this another decade, and it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. It's got to be better than the past decade they gave us. And some of those movies in the past decade weren't that great either. So I know we're probably gonna do probably down the line. We'll probably do a rewatch and give you guys our takes on it. It's like re-watch. a revisionist's, uh, yeah, revisionist history on it and see if it held up. Yeah, I mean, if you guys do want to see yeah. that, yeah, we could do a rewatch. Like I said, like I said, Disney Plus has it all organized for us. It even includes the one shots. Yeah. 
and how those shows fit in too as well. TV shows I do like. The only thing is that we have to go online and add the you know Incredible Hulk movie and the three spider movies too where those fit in. Because they kind yeah. of fit in a certain slot. But yeah, if you guys are interested to see that, we'll definitely want to do something like that just to prepare ourselves, you know? So I definitely want to see what kind of forever. That's something I'll actually will go to the theater for. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely want to go to the theater for yeah, just to see the tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Well, I know for the cast when they were at Comic Con, it was like a big you know when they showed the trailer, it was really tearful and stuff because yeah. you know yeah. Ryan Cooler was like saying two years ago he was there with us when they first showed the first trailer for Black Panther, the first film, and now with you know the second one. I mean, seeing the trailers and. Just seeing, you know, the heart they put into, like, a tribute to him and the legacy that Chadwick Boseman left, you know, in films, not in films, like, but, you know, fans-wise, like, the impression he made. He was a great actor. Yeah, it was part of a big deal. And he didn't let, like, a disease such as cancer, you know, bring him down, and he put his best effort, you know. Yeah, into doing it. Doing it, and it's, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be one of those things that's, you know, will probably be, you know, maybe people will probably be crying in the first few minutes of it, just... Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a. Well, it's, like it's I said, it's gonna be. I can't. I'm look, I will say that's one movie I'll be looking forward to this this fall, this coming fall, definitely yeah. that. Um, before we, we got like nine minutes. Um, I do want to call back. Um, because with anime, that's why with the Supreme movies, is, like you said, because Burnout, that's kind of opening a door for a lot of anime films mm-hmm. coming out. Because so far, since COVID, this last year and this year has been pretty much dominated by anime like even manga and like light novels are being published and being shared here like japan is putting a lot of effort to share a lot of their content here to the west and like bringing these anime films um recently dragon ball super superhero came out um last uh weekend um being two weekends ago and it was the number one film for the first weekend right now it's the t- in the top five grossing film right now in the u.s right now recently I definitely have to see it. And I think what happened was um, you'll have your detractors, your, you know, purists because the way they animated it because it was like, it kind of like it because it's like a CG, but I like the like Piccolo and Gohan are the main protagonists of this film. But it is technically still canon. Okay. And it is canon and it's just the art style is different. That's what it is. But Tony, do you want to work with like some type of animation? Do you want to work with like, you don't want to experiment with CG and then Toriyama put out his like and Christopher Sabat, who's the voice of Piccolo, Vegeta, Yamcha, um, Mr. Popo, um, he released a uh, he shared a thing what Toriyama said. Uh, he went to go see the film that he enjoyed it very much. He's really appreciative of the cast and crew that worked on the on the movie itself. That he told he said he recommends everyone to go see it. Like he said, if you're a fan, and I was a fan when I was writing it and drawing it, I know you guys will enjoy it as well. And I like that. That's what I like about it. And I've been seeing videos of it on TikTok, like for certain scenes and stuff. Oh yeah. Just the same where these other like where, where's Goku, where's Vegito, you know, where are they at? But it's like, but like I said, I met Christopher Sabin, you know, all might. <laughs> like I said, he loves doing those characters. So definitely, if you had a chance, check out Dragon Ball Super Superheroes that's currently airing in theaters. Um, one thing too, I don't want to give my anime recommendation this week. Um, I know when you. Um, this one I started watching actually with our mom, and <laughs> she actually got into it. Um, it's called Kakiguri. Kakiguri. It's in on Netflix. Um, it is a pretty much it is by Sentai Filmworks, uh, Studio Mappa did it. It's based on a manga. It is a high. The theme of it is high stakes game, psychological school, and a strategy game. Basically, the whole synopsis is 
Unlike many schools, attending Hyakako Private Academy prepares students for their time in the real world. Since many of the students are the children of the richest people in the world, the academy has its quirks to separate it from all the others. By day, it's a normal school, educating its pupils in history, languages, and the like. But at night, it turns into a gambling den, educating them in the art of dealing with money and manipulating people. Money is power. Those who come out on top in the game stand at the top of the school. Yumiko Jabami, a seemingly naive and beautiful transfer student, is ready to try her hand in Hyakako's special curriculum. Unlike the rest, she doesn't play to win, but for the thrill of the gamble. And her borderline insane way of gambling might just bring too many new cards to the table. So far, it's got two seasons, man. I started watching Thing with Our Mom, and she's starting to because there's one of the characters named Mary, so she kind of like got into oh, it. Yeah, and then our pops came in, and he's like, What the heck? And they're playing, and he's like, are they playing? He's like, are they playing poker? I'm like, yeah, they're playing cards. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I didn't know you played that card like that. I'm like, it's just the visuals, and when they do the close up of these characters, freaking visions and shit, it's kind of crazy when they do these close up cringe shots of these characters. Um, so definitely check it out. It's two seasons on Netflix, and then I know they just released a prequel called Kakakuri Twins, which we pretty much that one focuses more on the character Mary when she started her first year at that school. Mm-hmm. So it's like a prequel to it. It's, like I said, it's based on a manga. Definitely want to read it. But definitely try to be into like car gambling or you want to see cringe close-up, facial close-ups of these characters, but really interesting how, you know, gambling does have an effect on people. And when how people look like when they're down on luck, on money, and, you know, pride and all that shit. So definitely check it out. Biko, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Anything else you wanted to add? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just... Mm-hmm. Any recommendations? I don't know. I, I haven't really watched anything too new of the Zeitgeist. Um, I don't know. I watched The Gray Man, I guess. I watched The Gray Man. I gotta make another one. Just What's it called? The Gray Man? The Gray Man. The Russo Brothers directed it. It's the one with Gosling and uh, Chris Evans. It's on Netflix. It's mm. pretty good. It, it's it's like watching an 80s action flick, basically, but the Russos wrote it. It's mm. alright. It's alright. It's fun. It's a good movie. Like, it's good for what it is. Is it like a Netflix film movie? Yeah, it's a Netflix movie original. Basically, yeah. They're making another one. Hmm. They're making a part two. Um, and it's, you know, it's gossiping. Basically kind of being John Wick, but more with the personality. And hmm. Chris Evans is this, like, sociopathic guy who's trying to get him killed. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> he plays a very good bad guy in there, too. Yeah, he, Chris Evans is funny, dude. I like him when he's not in Marvel. Oh, Sometimes I like him a lot better when he's not Captain America. Cause I don't see. I think he does a good job playing as a dick. I like when he plays yeah, like a dick. He's good. He's Mario good. was Lucas Lee and like Scott Pilgrim was like, yeah. <laughs> he played a good job. I and mean, that was before he was Captain um, America. That was 2010. That's before he was Captain America. But yeah, that's that's I think that's like the last thing I've watched as of that as of recent that's part of the culture zeitgeist. I guess right now. Uh, but no, no, no. I've just been yeah, just watching it. Hill or not in the middle. Don't really rewatch a lot of stuff, or that's like the things I've been watching. Yeah, same thing with me. I've been like bouncing around like anime and like Dragon mm-hmm. Ball, and I'm watching Z right now. I'm in the Android Saga, where you're just leaning into the Cell Saga. Yeah, jumping down between that and um, Beavis and Butthead, the new one. Yeah, they're like documentaries. Huh? The Beavis and Butthead reboot. How they're I kind of like for the fact they're like um, doing commentaries on like TikTok videos and like YouTube music videos. Yeah, like current music videos, I guess because they're well, the recent one I'm watching right now. It's like they're watching like a JoJo music video or something. Oh, yeah. And the other one they had like a Post Malone one in the last episode. Yeah, definitely check out Paramount Plus. I know they're adding more films and stuff. 
Um, like I said, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. I'll make sure to follow us on Twitter at PopCult85. Check out our merch store at TalkPopCulture.Threadless.com. Make sure to follow our backlog of episodes on our home platform, Anchor, also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible, and also Amazon Music. Um, definitely support us on Facebook at facebook.com slash culture. Post your stuff there, like questions or topic suggestions and stuff. And like I said, if you're looking, if you want us to do like a rewatch of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you guys enjoyed, hey, tweet us. We would like to hear your feedback and all that stuff. And like I said, we'll see you guys again in two weeks. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>